0: Welcome to Mr. Bait and Switch. Ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Each of these stories is written to reflect on life-giving insights. But you have to figure out what the insight is that will keep you alive. For more information and reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. And now... Let's get to our next story. Number one. Written and read by J. Thomas Sparrow. Paul Edmondson could actually see the voice of Jan Cho traveling through the telephone wire. He saw a spot in the line that was thin and put his ghostly finger on it. Cho's call was interrupted with static. Edmondson began to laugh and pull his finger away from the wire. The static stopped, and Cho continued talking. Edmondson put his finger back on the line. The static came back. Cho said in a loud voice, Sorry, I can't make out what you're saying. I'll try to call you back. Edmondson had worked himself to death. He had been the number one salesperson for 18 of the last 26 months, beating Cho and the other staff members, month after month. It was the end of March, and his numbers had been slightly off, so he had been trying his hardest to close a couple of deals to ensure that he would remain number one. When he was behind, he could hardly stand it, in his mind. He was nothing if he wasn't number one. Cho had been in the lead this month. She was confident, persistent, perceptive, and especially good at listening to find out what her customers wanted. Edmondson had caught a cold, which turned out to be the flu. He soldiered through it, taking pills to keep his fever down and his headache at bay. But when he threw up in the office restroom, his boss told him to go home, that he looked like the Walking Dead. Edmondson refused and worked late that night. His efforts paid off. He closed another deal and was back on top. He passed out from exhaustion at his desk. No one was there to notice. He died in his sleep. The night janitor found him. Jan Cho had one more day to take the top sales position that month. Even in death, Paul Edmondson wanted to stay on top. He ignored the invitation to the light and stayed in the dark office, waiting for the staff to arrive. He had a job to do. He was going to stop Cho from taking his place as top salesperson. was shaken by Paul's death. She spent the morning in a kind of daze. She volunteered to get flowers to send to Paul's sister, but now, in the afternoon, she had to get herself together and do her job. She was making a call confirming an appointment when the ghost of Edmondson had struck. Cho tried to call back, but once again there was too much static. Cho picked up her cell phone and dialed the number. Edmondson could see the cell phone signal. He opened his mouth and swallowed the call. Cho said, damn, what's going on with the stupid phones? Now she was in her car, driving over to her first appointment. Paul Edmondson was sitting in the passenger seat without his seat belt buckled. He wasn't worried about getting in an accident. He was hoping for one. He inserted his hand into the steering column and shorted the ignition circuit. The car died. Cho pulled over to the side of the road. Now what? When Cho tried to restart her car, it wouldn't even turn over. You've got to be kidding. She squeezed the steering wheel with both hands. She shut her eyes for a moment and then got out of the car and walked up to the next street. Cho hailed a cab. Edmondson got in with her. Forty-five minutes later, it looked like Cho was closing a deal. She opened her order tablet. Her client was nodding his head. Edmondson was also in the building, trying to stop the deal. The smoke alarm went off. That piercing tone... Stopped all conversation. The sprinklers came on. This was a disaster for the office. Cho's client would have to talk to her another day. Ten minutes later, Edmondson watched Cho as they rode in the cab to another sales client. Cho looked frustrated, tired and wet. Good, he said to himself. Cho went into the building for her next call. She got into the elevator alone. It stopped before she reached her floor. Cho waited. She re-pushed the button for the 20th floor. A minute passed. She pressed the alarm button. The bell rang. A long time passed. At 12 minutes to 5, the elevator started working again. Cho got off at the 20th floor and rushed to talk to her client. She learned he had just left for the day. Cho decided to call it a day. She had dinner out and then went back to her apartment. Edmondson was watching her. She was defeated. She wasn't number one this month. He was looking forward, to feeding on her despair, her depression, her sense of loss. Yet... She wasn't giving him what he wanted. She called a friend and told her about her day and about the unfortunate death of her coworker. Jan had mentioned that she was not going to be the number one salesperson this month. She added, you can't win them all. Now Jan was lounging on her couch with a glass of wine in her hand, music playing, and a soft light coming from her dragonfly lamp. She wasn't crying. She wasn't hitting her fist against the wall. She wasn't throwing up her supper. She wasn't doing any of the things Edmondson had done when he wasn't number one. She was relaxing on her couch listening to music. Edmondson could hardly look at her. He wanted her to feel the loss of not being number one. Edmondson stopped the music. Jan didn't even get up to check it. The light went out. Jan got up, but she didn't try the light switch. She just opened a drawer and pulled out matches. She lit a candle and got back on the couch. Edmondson wanted that light out. He tried to extinguish the candle, but he didn't have any breath. Her breathing was steady, and she closed her eyes. The flickering light from the candle caught Edmondson's attention. He put his finger on the base of the candle and moved it across the table. He could push the candle into the dried flowers, which were also in an arrangement on the table. He could cause a fire and block the door shut. Then Cho would suffer like she should. He wanted her to suffer like he had all those months that he had not been number one. Why was she relaxing? It was then that Edmondson had an unexpected thought. She's better than me. She deserved to win. The candle flickered in the darkness. It beckoned. He put his face right next to it and stared at it. The light stimulated his thoughts. There was something more important than being number one. It was a quality that Jan exhibited. It allowed her to be okay even when things didn't go her way. I've seen enough, Paul said. His body shifted as he relaxed. A white aura started to surround him as he began to glow in the darkened room. The spirit of Paul Edmondson put his glowing index finger into the fire. It was as if two flames were coming together. His finger was soon gone, and then his whole hand, followed by his arm, he dropped his head into the flickering light. The flames flared up and crackled. It enveloped his spirit and drew the rest of his ghostly body into the tiny blaze. He embraced the light. He left Jan Cho. Jan opened her eyes just as the music came back on and the dragonfly lamp relit. She said to herself, Tomorrow will be a better day. Thanks for listening to Mr. Bait and Switch, ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Remember, to see reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. This podcast is brought to you by Resounding Source Audio.